everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. I'm Ronnie, and with me is Paul. Paul, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you, Ronnie? I'm doing well. Can't complain at all. Can you? Probably. Well, don't, because no one cares. What a week it's been. <laughs> yeah. I, I miss what Sean. What a week, and I would just like to point out, we're two weekends in a row doing some recording. I know. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, we're, right? We're really... New year, new us. Yeah. You just wait till March when the Snyder Cut comes out. I got so many things planned. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully the movie's at least watchable. Yes, right? <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for tuning in to us. Today, what we're going to be doing is we are going to be talking X-Men. That's a TV show theme. <laughs> I, I didn't say stop. I, I didn't want to ruin it anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to be talking about X-Men. Uh, what we're going to be doing is this can be a two-parter because there's 7,000 movies and 7,000 timelines yes. involved in it. Um, so we're going to go basically kind of like chronologically. So That sounds uncomfortable. Yeah, it does. You like, But you like it. I, I don't know if I do. Oh. All right. Well, today what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about the original trilogy. So X-Men, X2, The Last Stand. Then we're going to be going to... X-Men Origins, Wolverine, and then The Wolverine. That's what we're going to be going over today. We're saving First Class, Days of Future Past, and all your time jumpy stuff for another episode. Yeah, and uh, you know, obviously now that Fox has been bought by Marvel, we're going to also maybe speculate next week with... Uh Kind of what we what we want to see in the in the MCU with the mutants because they yes. they have not announced yet what they're going to do with the X Men. I think there's a lot of X Men fatigue, um, yeah. as evidenced by the New Mutants and how poorly that performed. And uh, Dark Phoenix, they just you know they weren't good. Yeah. So um, and we're going to kind of talk about where the X Men ship kind of veered off course. Yes. So what do you want to talk about first? I guess we'll have to start with the number one, right? X-Men. X-Men. Oh, do you remember seeing this movie in theaters? I do, kind of. I mean, it was how long ago? 20 years ago? X-Men. The original X-Men came out on July 12th, 2020, or 2000, yeah. 2000, yeah, 20 Dang. years. Yeah, so uh, to be honest with you, a good amount of these movies, the X-Men movies, I've probably only seen once. Really? Maybe twice. Wow. In in their entirety. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I am uh, I'm a little shooketh by yeah. that. I mean, yeah. Once, maybe twice. I it's been, you know, obviously seeing some parts here and there, but mm. I don't know. Not, nothing against the movies. I think it's just so X Men is not really my cup of tea. But then you're wrong. Because it has something for everyone. Says who? Well, not me as a Cyclops fan, and we'll talk about that. <laughs> but um, just uh, just some backstory on the movie. The movie had a budget of $75 million, and it ended up grossing almost $300 million. So, as per usual, when uh, a movie with such a small budget, comparatively, makes a ton of money, it starts a franchise. Yes. So... Do you want me to do a little plot sort of thing with this? Do you want to talk about the characters? What are you, well, what are you thinking? Well, let's do a quick little plot for those that might not remember what the movie is about. Um, do you have a plot for us, Sire? Do you, do you want a short one, or are we going to go through the movie? Like, What, what, what are you feeling right now? Like, what are you thinking? No, I'm, I'm feeling maybe like a th- go through the movie, but also keep it short. 
okay. <laughs> I do I do my best. Well, like you don't have to read thirteen paragraphs, but like not too detailed. There are X Men. There are X Men and there's Nazis. In a world where mutants <laughs> evolve superpowered humans exist and are discriminated against, two groups form an an inevitable cra- clash, excuse me. The Brotherhood of Mutants and the Pacifist X-Men. Bam. Done. Done. Whole movie <laughs> right there. So, b- the basic story is, in this universe, there are these beings called mutants. Mutants are born with this thing called the X-Gene, and the X-Gene manifests itself in a power or ability, usually around the time of puberty. So, it was a... When they came out in the comics originally, they were a big allegory for the civil rights movement and discrimination and segregation... So, they're they're very culturally relevant. It is, yeah. and and they still are. Like you, you go throughout history. There's always a cultural cultural relevance to the X Men. So, in this movie, you don't have your other things. Like there's no Avengers. There's no Spider Man. Um, it's funny now when they talk about all these movies, how many plans they actually did try and do. Apparently, they tried to do a a Daredevil fa- Fantastic Four movie at one point. They wanted to do that crossover. Um, in the original Avengers, they wanted to mention Spider-Man and the X-Men and stuff yeah. like that. Like so, there was always this idea. But unfortunately, in the year 2000, superhero movies were not what they are today. This they a lot of people credit X-Men for starting the superhero boom. This this was the movie that showed you can not only do a superhero movie but do it well and make money off it. Yes. So I think they say it in uh, what is it? Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Ever since X-Men hit it big at the box office. Yeah. So. A lot of people say that that this first movie, X-Men, is really what started. Without X-Men, we would not have the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the mess that is the DCEU, the Arrowverse, like all these things were yeah. really attributed to this movie just basically being a success. Yeah. But that's also why you look at the characters, they're they're very muted. Like you look at the comic books, it is bright, colorful really nice costumes and all that sort of stuff in this they went with the, the traditional leather and they even make yeah. fun of it you know yeah. like Wolverine's like he has actually go outside in these things what yeah. would you prefer yellow spandex so it's definitely uh, it, it started this this big revolution and, and it's crazy that now 20 years later we're, we're still we're, we're excited again for it Yeah. and unfortunately it's also a great example of what happens when you don't have the right person steering the ship yes because you you have this franchise that has how many movies is it now? Ten. Let's see: X Men, X Two, X Three, Wolverine, First Class, The Wolverine, <laughs> Future Past. We'll, we'll count Deadpool, Deadpool, Apocalypse, Logan, Deadpool Two, Dark Phoenix, and the New Mutants. So thir- thirteen. Thirteen movies. Um, just also for clarification, in this podcast, we are not going to be talking about Deadpool, uh, yeah. the movies. We'll talk about Deadpool in in X Men Origins and the mess that was, <laughs> but um. We think that Deadpool and Deadpool 2 deserve their own uh, discussion. Because better. I, as of right now, they're they're the only mutant property that's currently being developed by uh, MC, the, yeah. the MCU. And they're still keeping it R, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, again, whole, whole so conversation. So excited. Whole conversation needs to be done <laughs> for this one. So um, Brian Singer is the director of both X-Men and X2. You had... Um, okay, Ronnie, calm down. That wasn't me. So excited. He's practicing his Wolverine claws. <laughs> But um, so X-Men starts off with a congressional hearing, which is, you know, very, again, relevant. Yeah. Talking about how potentially dangerous mutants can be versus how safe they can be. Also, you have Jean Grey you're introduced to. You're also introduced to Rogue because they they cut back and forth with Rogue accidentally 
killing her boy or putting her boyfriend into a coma. Yep. And the iconic scene of of Magneto in uh, Auschwitz. Yes. Fantastic scene, powerful, emotional, like so good that they they reenacted it in first class. And, yeah. And um, it's it's still it's hard to watch. It's um you know you, you get because apparently in in the X Men lore, your powers are activated by times of stress, and they tend to be almost like a an ad, uh, an adaptation. Like if I'm if I get shot, my body might learn how to heal itself, or you know yeah something along those lines. So. You have uh, you're introduced to Magneto right off the gate. You're introduced to Jean Grey, Rogue, and Professor Xavier, who's sitting in on this congressional hearing, yes. played by iconically Patrick Stewart and uh, yes, who plays Magneto? Yeah, that's right. Ryan doesn't even know. He's not even paying I do. attention. You do? Yeah, you do. Ian McKellen? Yeah, it's Ian McKellen. <laughs> what a, what a time for Ian McKellen! Like he uh, this was like really his his. I don't want to say like his his renaissance, but this is what kind of started him. And then obviously yeah. Lord of the Rings, and now he, now him and Patrick Stewart are just like huge cultural icons for like nerd culture. So you have this dynamic introduced where you you know that now Magneto and Professor Xavier had some sort of friendship that they've had some sort of falling out. Yeah, um, it, it's always changing in the comics, and obviously in these movies we don't get an explanation until X Men First Class. Yeah. But the whole point was. They were based on Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. Yes. Two cultural figureheads who were pushing for civil rights, but doing it in very different ways. Yeah. Um, Professor Xavier wants peaceful coexistence. Magneto believes that um, mutants are the superior, Pure. that it, this is, it's their planet, and they, yes. shouldn't be, they should be treated better than humans. Yeah. Um, so you get this plot going where this is where it's starting, and then you're introduced to... The most iconic X-Men of all time, Wolverine. Cyclops. Oh. God, I wish. <laughs> I wish. But anyway, so you're introduced to, to Wolverine. Now, Wolverine was played by Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Not Russell Crowe. Not Russell Crowe. There are a lot of people that were supposed to play Wolverine. Because yeah. for those of you guys who don't know, Wolverine's like tiny in the comics. He's yeah. like a small dude. Um, he's like he's burly, but he's also like 5'3 or something like that. Yeah. You know, ladies... We're both six foot, just so you know. <laughs> That's a whole thing, apparently. Yeah. But um, so they got Hugh Jackman, and he was a relative unknown at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he'd been in a couple of, of different films, but this was his this was his breakout. This was his yes. his uh, cultural like r- emergence. Like yeah. the the character of Wolverine has become so iconic with the X Men franchise that they're still trying to get Hugh Jackman to come back. Yeah. Because uh, with all the stuff with the the Spider Verse, especially. With um, all these potential cameos from older Spider-Man and other characters, they want like, all right, let, let's let's address this. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Would you want him to come back in any capacity? No. Explain. I think a. I think he doesn't want to. Yeah, he's he said it. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm in my fifties. Yeah, I can't keep getting this ripped. Exactly. I don't. He doesn't want to, and I think. We haven't needed him, I would say, in the past two. Like, yeah. I, I think I think he got so overplayed, and he's... To me, they use him kind of like how the DC could use Superman. He solves all their problems. A little bit. You know what I mean? And it's like, Or he no. just has a cool scene. Yeah. It's like, no, I want to see some of these... 
I'm going to say lesser known X-Men, meaning like Cyclops and Storm, like take the reins. That's why for people that can't see, which is everyone, I did air quotes by lesser known because obviously when you think X-Men, I'd say probably 99% of the people think Wolverine right away. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying quote unquote lesser known, but like. Again, Cyclops, have him be like your leader, your savior if you want to. I think we're I think we've been done with Wolverine for years now. I would like to see if when they redo the X-Men, and they will, you know, and we'll talk about this more uh, in our next episode, but I would love to see Cyclops as the kind of Captain America type figure yeah. in the in their team and Professor X be like the Nick Fury. Yeah. Like you you have that similar dynamic. Yes. And um you, you know, you build from there because unfortunately like it, it's no secret. I'm a big Cyclops fan. If you ever listen to our first episode, which is yeah. so painful to listen to at this <laughs> point, um, he's in my top five favorite superheroes of all time. He's yeah. he's just a character that I really enjoy. But um, they really... They, I don't want to say they did him dirty, but circumstances led to him not being utilized as he is in the in the comics. And ironically, now enough, like in the comics, there's a big hatred towards him too. Yeah. So I would love to see them create these new characters because... Cyclops is a cardboard cutout for the first, especially in the second movie when we talk about it. Like he's, he's yeah. barely in it. But um, and then the third movie they kill him off in the first thirteen minutes. Yeah, rough. <laughs> so we get introduced to Wolverine. He's he's the iconic X Man. And and don't get me wrong, I love Hugh Jackman's performance. But I'm with you too. Like we don't need him to come back. Yeah. A, it's already complicated enough. Yeah. He dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> B, we told his story. Yeah, Logan is a fantastic movie. We, oh yeah, you and I both are big fans of Logan. Um, I think they went a little too far with the the language comparatively. Yeah, because like you watch these movies and like, well, according to Logan, he should be saying the f word yeah. a lot more. Yep. Well, they tried making a Deadpool. Yeah, a little bit, but they did it. And yeah. It was great. So, Wolverine's introduced Hugh Jackman. Fantastic. We love him. We're big fans. We're we're good though. Yes. Yeah. So him and Rogue end up teaming up. They get attacked by Sabretooth, which, again, another lost opportunity. Because in the comics, they have one of the biggest... Yeah. Like, he, Sabretooth is really his Joker, like his yeah. Lex Luthor. Like, their rivalry is, is legendary in the comics. Yep. And in every other medium, they've done a really good job with it. Um, you know, they did a great job with the X-Men animated series with... Um, uh, there was this one called uh, X-Men Evolution. Did you ever see that one? No. I highly recommend it. Yeah. It's really good. Um. And then Wolverine and the X-Men, they uh, yeah. same thing. Sabretooth's always been his antithesis. Yeah. So Sabretooth attacks. They're saved by Cyclops and Storm, who bring them into this world of the X-Men. Yes. Um, Cyclops and Storm. James Marsden and Halle Berry. Again, Halle Berry before she was like... Halle Berry. The superstar she yeah. is now. Uh, to the point where in the third movie she demanded, like, I'm not going to do this unless you give me more to do. And that's yeah. why you see her being a little bit more physical in the third yes. movie. Which was um, great. Yeah. I don't know where her Kenyan accent disappears yeah. to. <laughs> it's somewhere along with uh, Scarlet Witch's yeah. <laughs> accent. Are you excited for that show? That show's coming out soon. Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to do an episode. Yeah. To, see, we got to figure out if we want to do it at the end, because you know Disney Plus does episode by episode, yeah. like The Mandalorian. So, well, that'll be a fun one. Yeah. Only nine episodes or something like that. Yeah. Something silly. Silly and short. Yeah. Sounds about It'll right. It'll be okay, though. Yeah, it will. But um, so we get introduced to Xavier's school, and he kind of explains that this is a school for for mutants. It's a safe haven in Westchester. In Westchester, yes, it's like literally up the road from us. It's yeah. not that far, which is always a fun little yeah. little thing. 
So we get introduced to a bunch of. There's a lot of cameos. Oh, wait, I got a fun thing. Oh, hit me. Would you rather? I guess it would depend on if you're a mutant or not. But anyway, would you rather go there or Hogwarts? Oh yeah! Wow. Um, Which school would you rather go to? Depends on my mutation. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, I guess. Well, see. Well, you could be an Animagus and go to Hogwarts. Uh, maybe. That's a tough one. That's a, that's a tough one. <laughs> I think I'd rather be a wizard than a mutant, though. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, I'd agree. Their overall hierarchy and world <laughs> is a little bit better than being a mutant. Yeah. Um, and I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some really cool mutants and some really cool abilities and stuff like that. But um. But like, you can hide your wizardry. Is that a wand in your pocket? Are you just happy to see me? Both? Can't hide that. But I didn't, um, I didn't bring my wand today. And we get, and we get robes. <laughs> chocolate frogs, too. Where's my chocolate frog, by the way? I have it. Don't you worry. Oh, thank God. But <laughs> this is a real thing. This is actually happening. Yeah. Because uh, Ronnie uh, went to Harry Potter lands. Yeah, and went to Universal. The, over the uh, the Christmas break. So, Oh, excuse me. The holiday break. The holiday break. He's actually taking out this chocolate frog right now. Oh, my God. I love it. This is my second one. I have another one over there. <laughs> it's no, they're just the box. Yeah. Just the box. I ate the whole thing. I owe you fourteen and a half dollars. <laughs> you gotta open it. I'm not opening it on on air. Why not? I bet you everybody wants to know who you got. We'll do it at the end. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, because then I gotta eat it tonight. I'm already full. <laughs> put but it in the fridge. Put it in the fridge. So <laughs> we get some fun cameos. We have Jubilee, who's played by three different actresses. Yeah. Throughout the or I think four maybe like she's played by a bunch of different actresses yeah. in each movie. It's the funniest thing, and she's supposed to be like school age now. Yes. But then in X-Men Apocalypse, she's a teenager in the 80s. Yeah. Weird. So, it's because they time travel. Everything's say, different. People were born 20 rules. minutes earlier. But um, you also get Kitty Pride, another actress played by different actresses until yep. they finally got uh, Elliot Page. Yeah. 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 That's right. I was like, what? I, try, yeah. I, I gotta I gotta keep myself yes. aware of that because I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful. Yep. But And also Bobby Drake. Who yeah. is Iceman? One of my favorite characters in the comics. Apparently, really? in the comics, he's an Omega level mutant, one of the most powerful types. Yeah. They don't really show it in this, but he is one of the great things about X Men The Last Stand when we get to it. Yes. So, Rogue is kind of doing that thing, and at the same time, he, learning about Cerebro, things that become staples of, the, of the, the movie series. And we get Magneto. We find out his plan is to turn all humans into, or turn the world leaders at first into mutants yeah. using a machine that draws power from him. He uses it first on Senator Kelly, who does not react as well as you would think. Why not? So first, his abilities are he he's got like this elastic skin that kind of adapts to di- or it adapts to different situations. Yeah. So first, it's to get out. He stretches. Yeah. Then he swims with the gills, and then he eventually breaks down into nothing. Yes. Yeah. So there was <laughs> there was always a, a long running theory that he actually because Magneto says, "Are you sure you saw what you saw?" Yeah, there was always a theory that they'd eventually bring him back, and he's like, "No, I was actually still alive this whole time, and I just I couldn't reform." Yeah, but um, obviously that never happens. Such a mess this universe. Oh God. So I'm already lost. Yeah. <laughs> so Mystique manages to infiltrate the school, poison Professor Xavier because apparently they don't remember that they're like adopted brother and sister right yeah, now. Yeah, right. Well, actually, the, the fan theory is that it's that's how she knew where Cerebro was, what to do to it, and yeah. you know how she could uh. Kind of incapacitated. She doesn't look like Jennifer Lawrence at all. So weird. Yeah. Rebecca Romaine or Jennifer Lawrence? Jennifer Lawrence. Really? Yeah. Savage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I, I, I'd rather just like go out for drinks with Jennifer Lawrence. I feel like she's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like you see her at all the award shows. She's like tripping and stuff, yeah. take, doing shots backstage. <laughs> I feel like she's just fun. But um, so the team, the X-Men realize that this machine is actually going to kill humans and they have to stop it. And we get probably the best set piece of, of the movie is the big uh, Statue of Liberty fight scene. Yes. One of the worst CGI moments, though, in the entire history is when Sabretooth and Wolverine are fighting. And before we get our only bub of the series. Yeah. And he takes him and he throws him and he spins around. <laughs> the, and you can actually see where the camera transitions to yeah. from CGI. Then a beam passes over. So it looks like it's still one shot. But then Hugh Jackman pops in. It's like, yeah. wow, rough. Oh. It was 2000. Actually, it came out in 2000. So that was 1999. That's why. So long story <laughs> short, they managed to stop Magneto. Um, he gets arrested. Sabretooth gets k- killed? killed. Like you never see what uh, happens to him. He gets blown into the boat by Cyclops. Yeah, yeah. I would. I think it's safe to say he dies. No, well, he can heal like Wolverine. Ah, uh, true. So we never see that version of Sabretooth again. Yeah, we get. We end up getting a new one, and you know the day's saved. You know Wolverine's like, I'm gonna go learn more about my past, and <laughs> I'm gonna you know, go drink a beer. There's always there's always a home here for you. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And great, great ending scene, though, with him, with them playing chess, Magneto and Professor yes. X. And, you know, they do the dialogue, like, does it ever wake you in the middle of the night knowing that they might come for you and your children? Yeah. Which they do again in uh, Apocalypse. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, everybody's okay. It's like a happy ending. And that's the first X-Men. Yeah. If you had to give X-Men a Star City rating. Oh, man. You know what? That this is hard because again, I haven't seen this in God knows how long. Um, but I would probably put it around a three-five. I'm about there. When I first saw it, it was like the coolest movie ever. Yeah. Like, and that was like this was like right around the height of Batman Forever yeah. and like all that stuff. Like this this movie, it, it really did change, you know, yeah. everything. And one of my favorite scenes as. As a kid, and I found out that this was this really happened. When they go to the train station to try and find Rogue, a kid is looking at Cyclops, and Cyclops eventually just smiles at him, and he smiles back. Apparently, that's because the kid was such a big fan of Cyclops, and he couldn't stop. He wasn't supposed to be looking at him, so James really? Marsden rolled with it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's such a great, great scene. That's funny. Because, um, you know, James Marsden, obviously, he, he went on to be in Superman Returns. I think he would have been an okay Superman. Yeah. But that's also why they they wrote him out of Last Stands because he had to go film with Brian Singer. Yeah. Oh god, that movie. <laughs> you you know we should do like the worst of the worst DC movies before we get to the Snyder Cut. Ooh. So like for the month of March, get Sean involved because he yes. you know he wants to do Batman and Robin. I'm down for Batman and Robin. Too. <sighs> I, I this is rope in my mouth. Going off topic, off topic, but I do I enjoy do like, a good, like a good topic. Yeah. I do enjoy Batman and Robin. You I know enjoy what? it. It's a ter- bad movie, but I enjoy it. So you know what? In in it, that's actually a good segue to my Star City rating. Yeah. As a kid, four. Yeah. Maybe like a five, even like as as a kid. I saw yeah. this, you know, twenty years ago. I was yeah. I was ten, eleven. I'm thirty three. <laughs> Basic math. I would have been thirty. <laughs> it's the easiest math I could have possibly done. But anyway. So I was, you know, a 13-year-old kid. This was like the first, and then Spider-Man comes out after this, yeah. which, which finally starts showing the colors and all this. But I was like, this is awesome. So yeah. as a kid, this was like the perfect movie. Watching it as an, you know, 
especially after when you're older. Don't say as an adult. When no, you're no. Older, when, <laughs> watching it after being so blessed, I don't want to say spoiled because I hate saying spoiled with superhero movies. Being so blessed to be like we we've watched superhero movies evolve and grow. Yeah. You know, my first superhero movie was was probably Superman the movie. Yeah. And as much as that holds up in a lot of regards, it doesn't hold up in a lot of others. Oh yeah. But then now we get to Avengers Endgame. And that was on TNT the other night. I was watching it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like, holy crap. Yeah. Like you had 500 people on, on screen and like you, you felt like you could reach out and touch all of them. Yeah. So this movie, watching it again, I'm giving it a solid three. It is above average. It is, you know, that that's more of a reflection though of where we are now. Yeah. Especially because we never got any of their costumes. I mean, the closest we came to costumes was at the end, was the ending shot of Apocalypse. And then they got brand new costumes in Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Like, n- no. <laughs> no, you finally got the comic accurate Cyclops and yeah. Nightcrawler and all that. L- let them let them flaunt it a little. Let them enjoy it, but no. Nope. Back Things got to get yellow. ruined. Blue and yellow. Everybody's <laughs> wearing the same outfit. Do you prefer the X-Men in a similar outfit to each other or with their own unique outfit? You know what? I, I like the unique outfit. I think it works better. Yeah. Um, so, like, the 90s cartoon show, they all had their own unique outfit, but they all yeah. had an X symbol yeah. on it, with, which they would use to communicate with each other. Yes. I thought that, I think that's a good idea. Like, I mean, look at Power Rangers. Not really unique outfits. Well, they're different colored. I mean, it's the same basic. But I mean, like, but imagine if all the Avengers wore the same outfit. The only time it was cool is when they all wore the quantum suits. Yeah. And even War Machine's like, no. What well, would you my have, own. like, a big A? For what, Avengers? Yeah. Just the A in the circle. <laughs> Just the A. <laughs> Goes from uh, your left thigh all the yeah. way up because it's diagonal. You are the A. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some other characters that we forgot to mention. We had, obviously, Rebecca Romaine as, as Mystique. Ray Park as uh, Toad. Yeah. Who, Halle Berry's worst line ever. You know what happens when a Toad gets struck by lightning? Apparently, they originally wrote that to be like a funny line. Because apparently, Joss Whedon came on and did rewrites for the script. Really? Yeah, so they were supposed to... Like <laughs> supposed to be good. It was supposed to be funny, but I guess Halle Berry tried to go serious with it. But yeah, uh, we talked about you know Stan Lee makes a cameo. Stan, this is one of Stan Lee's quick cameos that like you don't really see. Yeah, um, you get a young Colossus in this. Another character that is more popular from Deadpool, Deadpool. than this series. Yes. Uh, let's see. Anybody? Uh, Kevin Feige has a cameo as a Weapon X tech, but his huh. scenes didn't make the final cut because he- Kevin Feige was still involved, but yeah. he wasn't like what he is now. But um, yeah. So that's that's the first X Men. Now, moving forward, we had arguably the best of the original series, which is X Two X. Yes. Originally called just X Two, and then they started calling it X Two X Men United. So, this movie came out three years later. Yep. Most of the original cast comes back. It had a budget between 110 and 125 million, and it made over 400 million dollars. So financial yeah, so a chunk of change. Yeah, you know the. I love 21 Jump Street because, or 22 Jump Street because yeah. they, they specifically go into how sequels are made in a yes. great opening bit and you know as if throwing more money at a project guarantees you know, yeah. double the profit is a great, great line. Yeah. So in this movie, first we have probably one of the best X-Men scenes arguably of all time is the uh, Nightcrawler's infiltration of the White House. Yes. Thoughts on that? Um... Again, you have to go with at the time. It's like, wow, that's amazing. If you watch it now, oh, I think it still holds up. I, to a certain extent, yes, 
It does, but it's also like, oh, if they like remade this it, now, if they made it right now, imagine how much better it would look. To a point. Um, to a point. But I, it's still probably one of the best scenes we've ever seen in an X-Men movie. Oh, yeah. I would say top top five. Even. Yeah. Um, so you have Nightcrawler played by Alan Cumming, who was fantastic. Like the, the look... The, the feel of him, his his abilities are really well done. You know, he's it it sucks that he only fights in one scene. Yeah. Um but yeah, he's such a such a great character. And you know, unfortunately they they wrote him out of the sequel because Alan Cumming was like, I hate this. Yeah. Like being it took took hours, hours and hours. You know, a lot of the actors and actresses in, in the X Men franchise will will say how tedious it is. Same with like Guardians of the Galaxy and all that stuff. To be sitting in a makeup chair for hours and hours and hours, yeah. and then film for hours and hours. And it hours. took four hours for to Nightcrawler. Do that. Really? Yeah. Well, for Nightcrawler, the only time you see him in full body is when they're tending to his wound. Yeah. Well, that they said because they had to do the full body. All the other times when it's just basically just the face and hands. hands yeah. Four hours. With that, nine. Oh God. For for when they're like fixing him but you know what at the end of the day i i still say that that practical effects are always a little bit better yeah um, like you look at iron man the first movie he he's wearing that thing like that is an actual suit that they built for robert yeah. Downey jr to stand in and, and do things in and then in later movies it's just the upper apparatus like the shoulders and yeah. the head but then eventually it gets to a point like tom holland was wearing just the, the cgi onesie yeah and you know, like he even like was like, "This sucks." Yeah. Like I want to be in. Costume. I want to wear the suit. Yeah. Like that. That I think he should wear the suit. But like for Iron Man, that thing's gonna be heavy. Oh yeah, yeah. Like don't get me wrong, I get yeah. it. And for Iron Man, also the technology grew with it. Yeah. But you can tell a lot of times that it's, it's that uncanny valley where you, your mind process is like that's not a real thing. Yeah. Um. One of the best things the DC universe does with with Snyder is he's really good at transitioning from CGI to. To practical, practical, like really quick. Yeah, a lot of great shots, especially with Superman. Like in Man of Steel, there's a great shot of him chasing after Zod, yeah. and it's like really fast, really fast, really fast. And you're like, oh, that's computer generated. And then the camera pans around, and then it's it's Henry Cavill. I'm yeah. like, wow, that that's that's actually pretty <laughs> flawless. Yeah. So, Wolverine is up in Canada. He's trying to find more about his past. I love this scene because they did reshoots. Because reshoots have gotten such a bad rap in yeah. in the community because. Movies always had reshoots. Like it's yeah. it's a very common thing for movies to you do. You didn't hear about it. Yeah. So, but now with the internet, and it's like, oh, they're doing reshoots because something's wrong with the movie. Because the movie stinks. Yeah. They're making it better. Not really. Wolverine's hair changes throughout the scene over and over again, and yeah. it's like jarring. Um, apparently, his hair was like down to his shoulders just to do the Wolverine cut. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mind it when they went short in the other films. No. Like I think I it looked better. That doesn't bother me. So. He comes back, and Xavier's now going to visit Magneto about the attack on the on the president with Cyclops, while the others are going to find Nightcrawler. Yes. And during this time, Mystique is also plotting to get Magneto out. Ironically, with a guard who played Benny on Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Benny the Vampire. Yep. Oh, that's so funny. We also get introduced to uh, William Stryker, who has a past with Wolverine. You find out towards the end of the movie that uh, he actually was the the program director of Weapon yep. X. And we also get Yukiro Oyama, yeah. who plays uh, Lady Deathstrike. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm going to call her Deathstrike, though, for the rest of the movie, even though they never call her that. Yeah. Thank God. But anyway, so 
they had this great siege on the mansion because the striker manages to convince the uh, the uh, president to do a very tactical small. Yeah. I I do love how Mystique tries to stop it. Yes, because she's masquerading as Senator Kelly. Yep. Because Mystique does not want a. She doesn't want mutants to to be hurt. Like she's she's pro mutant. She's not she's not pro humanity. Like she's like this place is a school. Don't worry about it. Like this isn't anything. Yeah. It's like there's a jet under the basketball <laughs> court. But uh, and then it lends credence to the idea that she grew up there and you know Xavier's her makeshift brother. Yeah. Um. It's so weird when you watch it's makeshift. Yeah. When you watch uh, <laughs> Days of Future Past when he's like explaining all that like Patrick Stewart is and they're yeah. like no you're, no you weren't nah. You, you, you don't even know who Jennifer Lawrence is. Come on. Yeah, right? You don't have a single scene with her. <laughs> but, um, so, they have the mansion siege, which is fantastic. Yes. One of my favorite lines is, you know, him and Bobby are, uh, Wolverine and Bobby are talking, and Wolverine, like, knows what's happening. That's a great scene, too, with, like, the, the soda. Like, got any beer? This is a school. Yeah. <laughs> and then he blows the air into it and gets cold. So, the guy comes in and Wolverine grabs him and he goes, and he goes you picked the wrong house, bub. Yeah. And I, I love it. I don't know why. It's just, it's the such bub. a, I love whenever he says bub and unfortunately, for they had to fight for the first movie for him to say that. I'm like, that's one of Wolverine's like iconic things. Yeah. That's like changing Cyclops' eye beams to blue. Like, <laughs> like it, it's their yeah. thing. Like Storm can only create a gentle breeze. <laughs> yeah, she just, <laughs> she just blows. Yep, easy, Ronnie. <laughs> easy. Anyway, no. Anyway, <laughs> we digress. So, we have the mansion scene. We get a lot of cool cameos. We have uh, Siren, who starts screaming. Kitty Pride makes her second appearance, played by a different actress. Yeah. Uh, Colossus gets his moment to kind of shine. Yeah. Literally. I, I love the effect. The effects look really good. Yes. Because in Deadpool, you never see him unarmored. And that's yeah. kind of like the joke. Like, he's doing everything armored. Yeah. Um, I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing Cyclops, like, or not Cyclops, Colossus, me, Colossus depowered. And he, yeah. he offers to help Wolverine, too. But yeah. like he's like, no, no, get them out of here. That's more important. All Save right. the children. Yeah. So we also get introduced to Pyro. Yes. Um, arguably one of my, one of the more interesting characters. Yeah. Because you can, you can see him throughout kind of teetering. Like, he wants to, he's not a bad guy. No. But I would love to, I would have loved to learn a little bit more about his life, about what happened. Because when they go to Bobby's house, like, you see him looking at the pictures of family and stuff like that, so... I would be curious to see, like, did his parents kick him out because he's a mutant? Because also being a mutant's a, an allegory for coming out. Yeah. Like, the, the whole scene with Bobby's parents. Yeah. But, um, so, great, great scene. You get to learn a little bit about Stryker and Wolverine. And they escape. They manage to get to Bobby's house in, in Boston. Because that's where, uh, that's where they're Boston. heading. Because that's where uh, Jean Grey and Storm are. Yes. Who also managed to find Nightcrawler and, and talk to him. Yeah. At the same time, uh, Professor X gets captured by Lady Deathstrike, and Cyclops is one moment of badassness when yeah. he fights off the three guards, and you know he blasts. Never Deathstrike. to be seen again. We don't see him <laughs> for like another hour and a half. It's so dumb, and he's mind controlled too yeah. when he comes back. Oh, god, it's painful. So he's captured. Professor X is captured. It's a great scene too because you find out Magneto's been. Mind controlled by Stryker. He's got this special yeah. formula, and that's how, why Nightcrawler attacked the White House. And you know, you get you should have killed me when you had the chance. Like that <laughs> that moment. Like it's a great scene. Very yeah. t- very tense. So Wolverine and crew are at Bobby's house. Bobby's younger brother calls nine one one saying that their house is being invaded. Like yeah. <laughs> oh man, he's not coming home for Christmas because nope. they did, they thought he was just at a boarding school. Yeah, at a prep school. So, kind of was. We get our nice. Uh, Mutants versus police moment. 
I feel like Wolverine, who we've seen pull the claws in slowly, yeah, should have pulled the claws in slowly. Um, Why? Because <laughs> pulling them in really fast caused him to get shot in the head. <laughs> oh man. Oh. I'm gonna try and keep my uh, my my comments to myself in that regards. But imagine, I, yeah. I can't even imagine being a police officer or a, like a law enforcement or a government official in this world where super powered beings exist. Oh yeah, and and as commonplace too. Like yeah. in Avengers, it starts off very small. You find out that it's much bigger, but yeah. like on Earth, it's very small. It's only a small group of superheroes. Yeah. Oof, what are the Fantastic <laughs> Four up to? But um, nothing. Yeah. So we get our. Our nice fire scene. Yeah. Rogue finally using her powers progressively, like to take uh, Pyros away. Yeah. Oh, they killed Rogue in this. Like she's. Rogue is an interesting character. She was a bad guy at first, and she stole yeah. Captain Marvel's powers. I would love. To, there's a rumor that in Captain Marvel two, she might be a villain in it. That'd be great. Really. I would be so about that. That would be pretty cool. That would be really cool because Rogue can take powers, not yeah. just memories and life force, but she takes powers and abilities. She does it a lot in the first one. Yeah. But um. So they escape. They have a nice little tornado rocket scene. You find out that Jean Grey's also having a lot of trouble with her powers. You see it throughout the movie, but this is like really where it's like, we almost died. Yeah. And they end up running into, because of all places, they end up right where Magneto and Mystique are. (laughs) What a coincidence. Yep. So they, quote unquote, team up. Yep. And I love it. Um, Wolverine's like, no, I'll go in there. They they won't hurt me. Stryker's like, I'm his favorite project. And he's like, what are you going to do? Scratch the gate with your claws? Like... You, you can't, you need, and then, so they end up sending Mystique in. Great little scene, too. I like yeah. her fighting style, the very, yes. like, like a snake. She also flips she off the guards, like which snake. is great. So they all manage to get in, and you find out that Stryker is using his son Jason, Mesmero in the comics, yep. to mind control Professor Xavier into killing all the mutants using Cerebro. Yes. Because you find out in the beginning of this movie, if he concentrates too hard on anyone, it can, it's going to kill them. Yes. So Magneto's like, nah, son. We get, we switched this up. Yeah, manages to use Masik to convince Jason to flip it, and now it's kill all the humans. Yeah, so great little tension building. Cyclops is also mind controlled. Him, him and Jean Grey have a little lovers quarrel. Yeah, and Wolverine makes it to the the place where he got his adamantium. It looks so different in one of the other movies, but um, and he flashes back. One of the greatest scenes too is like he's running down the hallway. He's like covered in blood. He's looking at his claws. He's like screaming. I was like, yeah, that's what we should have had in first class or uh, in War, War Wolverine. Yeah, oh, we're not gonna spend too much time on those movies. I don't think. No, no, no. It's already been thirty five minutes. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but we're finishing X two, so we do get one of the coolest fight scenes, which is him versus Lady Deathstrike. Yes. What did you think of Lady Deathstrike's fingernail claws? Um, how do I put this nicely? No. They were bad, terrible. You really Why? didn't like them? I didn't like them. You didn't like them? I didn't like well, them. Well, in the comics, she's more of like a cyborg. Yeah. And she, her hands, like it's all like one fluid looking thing. But yeah, she still has claws. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. And um, it, what sucks is I didn't like that she was mind controlled. I would have been much better if that that, that was just her. Yeah. Because then it's like heart wrenching. Like she, he, he hits her with the adamantium pump and... Well, that sounded inappropriate for an X-Men story. But anyway, and her uh, eyes change back to the normal color. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I was just a normal normal mutant yeah. against my will type. <laughs> you had to just, you know. But it, it's a brutal fight. There's some brutal oh, scenes. Yeah. Like, she's like like doing the rapid fire stabbing. Yep. She like catches him with the throat and like, oh, man, it's it's, <laughs> it's rough. But um, they managed to get Professor X out of there with Nightcrawler's help. He's yes. able to, to finally teleport somewhere he's, he can't see. 
Yeah, I was really surprised. <laughs> One of the best scenes, though, and you can actually see this, when Nightcrawler and Storm find the kids, they're in a, like an underground like little prison yeah. that they can see down. You can actually see Alan Cummings standing in the shadows, so yeah. that way he can just walk out like he teleported in, but you can see him before... He t- before you're supposed to see him. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty entertaining. I love a good continuity gap. Same yep. thing with uh, Toad in the first movie when Jean Grey catches him. Yes. And she and he and he spits the goo at her. Yeah. Again, inappropriate for an X-Men story. <laughs> and he drops, you can see the wire holding his back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, again, that's got to do with time. Yeah. Well, yeah. also, you just sometimes you miss things. Yeah. A lot of editing in these things. Oh, so, yeah. they managed to save Professor X but the dam was damaged when Jean Grey and Cyclops were, were fighting. Yes. Again, a testament to how powerful Cyclops actually is, but we but don't... But he's not, according <sighs> to the movies. I know, right? But, um, so, they, um, they managed to... They're getting out, but then... Because Rogue and uh, Iceman get the jet over to them. Yes. But Pyro is also joined with Magneto, Magneto. at this point. So, they're trying to get in the jet. They're trying to take off. They're like, we're going to die. The water's coming. And Jean Grey's like... No, I'm going to go outside and I got stop this. that water because yeah. I, I can't do it from inside the jet. Yeah. So Jean Grey sacrifices herself and it's just, it was so so much potential. Yes. Potential because you at the end you see the phoenix flying underneath the water. Yeah. And you're like, yay! Then we get to the next movie. And you don't see the phoenix for another 20 years. <laughs> oh, God, this, we don't get the phoenix. All right, we'll talk about that in a second. But, um... And then the movie ends with them all reunited back. You know, they talk to the president who's like, stop doing, stop being mean to us. Yeah. Yeah. To build peace. And, you know, they're, they're back at the school. Everybody's there except for Jean. And you see her flying as a phoenix. Yes. Whew. That was a, that was a lot. I need to lay down. That's all right. We still got one <laughs> more movie. But, yeah. um, so arguably this is considered one of the better X-Men movies, if not the, the best. The best. Yeah. I can understand that. I, I get behind it. Um, I, I mean, if to me, if you are including Deadpool into this, it's not the best X-Men movie. I can't I, wait till we do a Deadpool episode. Just, just to, I'm going to bust Ronnie's chops so hard. Oh, yeah, you are. But, I, I mean, th- this is one of the best... Uh, top three. I could I could see anyone putting this in their top three. If it's anything out of that, I might not be happy with that person. Mm-hmm. What yeah. would What would you give this movie? Um, probably like a four. Yeah, yeah probably a four. Even even with the maybe even with the benefit four, of hindsight. Yeah, this was a good example of we brought in new characters. We fleshed out old characters. They their stories are there's th- there's basically three different stories going on, and they all converge. Which how it should go yeah. into one, and it's well done. The, the music's good, the acting's good, the 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 editing's good, the fight scenes are are good. Um, it's a good example of of a little bit bigger, but not too big. Yes, which is what we're gonna talk about <sighs> with this. So let's talk the best one, right? I hate you so much. So let's talk about X X Men Three: The Last Stand, or I think it was just uh, X Men X Men The Last Stand. Yeah, but they also they called it X Three or X Men Three. I mean, in your poster, you have the three 
mm-hmm. on there. So it's like I don't want to talk about the poster because in the poster you see Angel with it in an X Men uniform. Yeah, but you never. All right, I digress. <laughs> okay, so this movie came out because obviously money talks, and we're going to. Make a movie if it makes money. Yeah. So it comes out three years later because that was kind of on par. Yeah. Um, at the time, most expensive movie ever made at yeah. $210 million was the budget, and the box office ended up pulling in $460 million. So not bad. No. Not too bad at all. Unfortunately. Fortunately, it was bad. It was so bad. So <laughs> here. And next movie? No. <laughs> here, here's the real. So this movie has some great things in it. Like, let, we're not going to destroy this movie because that's that's been done. We're also going to try and talk about some of the good things. So, Kelsey Grammer as the Beast. Fantastic. Kelsey Grammer yes. was an inspired choice for Hank McCoy. Yep. Um, to the point where they even brought him back for, at the end of uh, Days of Future Past. Yes. So, makeup, prosthetics, his fighting, his, his, his articulation. Like, he was... It was literally like Beast walked off the page. Yeah. Like, just fantastic. And, you know, obviously he has a history there, which we find out more in the, in the further films, but... Oh, he's so good. Um, there's another good thing about this movie that you really enjoyed. Um, it ended. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think the problem with it was no, 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 no. We said something good first. Something good first. Even like a good scene, anything that 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 caught you. Phoenix. Sorry, sorry. You so welcome to the last episode so, so, of the so Multiverse. Be, sorry, I'll be serious. Um, I I would say probably the introduction of Juggernaut. Really, you you're a fan of Vinnie Jones's Juggernaut. I I think the concept of Juggernaut. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not necessarily the, the execution. Way was, yeah. Well, it's funny because apparently in First Class, or no, not First Class, Days of Future Past. Instead of Quicksilver, they originally wanted to use Juggernaut. Yeah. But um, they were able to, for the better. Yeah. But um, one of my, you know what one scene that, that really catches me? When uh, young Warren's trying to cut his own wings off. That's like rough. That is yeah. rough to watch. So the problem with this movie is you have two storylines that are too big to be sharing the screen. You have the Dark Phoenix saga. Yep. I don't know if you're familiar, but in the comics it was huge. They did it in X Men: The Animated Series too. Huge, like it yeah. is. It is a movie. It is worth its own movie. Yes. Which they try, and they they mess up twice. They mess it up twice. So in the comics, the Phoenix is a a space force. It's like a, a, a the the primordial force of life and rebirth. Yeah. And it attaches itself to hosts, and it it manages to find its way to Jean Grey. Yeah. Um because of her level of power. But, like, the Phoenix Force has been something in the comics. Like, it's bonded with a lot of different people. I think Cyclops got it at one point. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man got it at one point. Like, a lot of characters have interacted with the Phoenix Force. It's one of the most powerful things in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Then you have the Cure storyline. Again, the Cure storyline could have been its own story. Like, yeah. I would have much rather seen a movie where... Because they, they do address it. Like, the, the ethical ramifications... You know, like Beast, you know, Storm's like, there's nothing wrong with us. And Beast's like, uh, you don't shed on the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it, it's something we were joking around about with, like, the Hogwarts versus mutants. Yeah. Where it's, you know, if if I had a mutant ability that everyone can see, that I can't hide, would I still want it? Or yeah. Look at, or look at Rogue. Rogue who, like, 
wants to be able to just touch people, like be human contact. Like, yeah. I get it. I understand it. Because of like for or Cyclops, like he wants to look at people. He wants to take off his glasses. Like, yeah, yeah. So let's let's also address that. Cyclops is killed almost immediately in this movie. <sighs> yeah. So backstory: Brian Brian uh, Singer was not able to come back for this one. He wanted to go do Superman Returns, and James Marsden was cast in Superman Returns. So he does get taken out very quickly. And yeah. It's a good scene for the most part, but it happens off screen when Jean Grey comes back because she's been, I like the idea that she's been reaching out to yeah. him because as much as like everybody, like they really pushed the Wolverine Jean Grey love story. Yeah. In the comics, it was always really unrequited. Yeah. Um, I always thought like Cyclops and, and Jean Grey were always kind of like, they were, they were a big Marvel it couple. Um, in more recent years, he's, I think he's been uh, with Emma Frost. Yeah. That's his more prominent because she's, They've all died so many times. Yes. <laughs> and they come back and they die and they come back. So we also find out that the Phoenix in this movie is not an energy thing, like an energy being, yeah. a cosmic force, but it is Jean Grey's alternate personality. Oh, God. And Professor Xavier had put mental barriers in her mind to, to suppress that. Yes. And Wolverine gets mad. Yeah. Like... It, they never get the moment of like Charles was kind of right. Yeah, right. Yeah. You you like what you see, <laughs> you know, like Jean Grey just smoking people left and right, and then she, like Wolverine yeah. has to kill her at the end. Yeah, but um, yeah, like so in the comics, Charles Xavier's not always black and white. Like it's no. not always like I'm I am the good person. He's he's and that that's a, that lends credence to to he's still a human. Mm-hmm. Like. Considering how powerful he is in the comics, like he's way more powerful. In the, most of these yes. characters are way more powerful in the comics than they are, because you got to add that sense of tension. Yeah, but he's oh, he's been known to go morally gray at points. Mm. I didn't have a problem with it. No, and uh, he kind of gets mad at Wolverine. He's like, I don't have to explain myself to you. Yeah, like <laughs> you don't. I'm your daddy. You just listen to me. May have been your father, boy. But you weren't your daddy. daddy. I was watching that last night, Guardians. Ah, I love that movie. Great. I like the second one, I think, maybe a little bit more than the first one. The world's, yeah. it's just more fleshed out. Yeah. Well, then we got to do an episode on Guardians. Yes. Yeah. Maybe when Thor comes closer, because apparently Peter Quill and Gamora and Drax were all spotted, or not Gamora, Palm Klementoff, who? Mantis. Mantis, yeah. They yeah. were all spotted uh, arriving That's at the Thor shoot. Yeah. They're going to be in Love and Thunder. That's awesome. I love that it. Is. I love Ugh. it. And that's what I wanted. Like, I think we talked about it for Wonder Woman. Um, mm-hmm. I like seeing these characters in other properties. Like, yeah. when they finally introduced the X-Men, I would love to see, like, Wolverine and the Thing. Yeah. Like, things things like that would be really cool. Like, I would see... And that would also give you the opportunity to make these, so, quote-unquote, solo movies out of characters that aren't necessarily solo acts. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing about the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, and when we kind of touch base on the uh, spinoffs of this franchise... Yeah. Spinoffs are fine, but they don't necessarily have to be just one character of one team. Like, n- they never thought about doing a Human Torch movie. No. With the if it's Human Torch and Spider Man, you better believe people will go oh, see yeah. that. Like, and that's a comic book like friendship. Like, that's yeah. an established thing. I'd go see it, or you know, yeah. any, and pretty much anything. Or Reed Richards and you know, like Doctor Strange, science, yeah, science and magic, si- yeah. intelligent guys. Like, oh, I'd, I'd see it. 
Okay, we'll, we'll pretty much go see anything at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah. At this point. <laughs> Get me out of the house. Uh, <laughs> I want to do something. <laughs> I was watching Law & Order SVU this week because yeah. uh, Barbara comes back and they're all wearing masks yeah. except for the main characters. And I'm like, yeah. this is ridiculous. Yes. Uh, should have yep. taken that vaccine when I had the chance. But anyway. Uh, nah. If, even if you get it, you still have to wear a mask. Yeah, I know. I'm going to just carry around the card with me. Yeah. But um, so the movie continues with Magneto's fighting the cure. They're trying to deal with the, uh, the X-Men are trying to deal with Phoenix, who ends up teaming up with Magneto. Yeah. Uh, one of the great set pieces is the fight outside the, the Jean Grey house. Yeah. Um, that, that's a fun one with Juggernaut versus Wolverine and yep. Storm versus Cal- Callisto. Yes, Cal- yeah, Callisto. Callisto. Totally different in the in the comics. Yeah. Total, like a totally different character. But um ends up with Professor Xavier dying. Yeah. Again, this is all like a great scene. And then one of my favorite lines in this movie is when Pyro's like, I would have killed the professor too if she'd given me the chance. And he stops and he's like, Charles Xavier did more for for mutants than you ever will know. Yeah. And my greatest single my single greatest regret is that he had to die for our cause to live. Yeah, because they're they're still friends. Like it's yeah. Like even when they both walk in there and like they're kind of like going at each other a little bit, at the end of the day, they're 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 friends. They're, they're yeah. brothers. So we end up with the big the giant set piece of, you know, what is it? Uh, Alcatraz. Yes. Yeah. Alcatraz. Uh, great scene yep. uh, uh, with the bridge. Yes. Like uh, still holds up too. Looks great. Yeah. Um, a good testament of Magneto's powers because he's not like his like nose isn't bleeding afterwards. He's not like fatigued. He's just yeah. like I got this. But um, you had the six X-Men versus 500 unnamed mutants who all had similar powers. Yeah. <laughs> kind of silly. But I did, uh, I will say, Iceman versus Pyro. When he finally yeah. ices up, I was like, all right. Because, <laughs> I, like I said, I was a big Iceman fan. They, yeah. never, they never showed that, and then they, they finally did. It was, it was worth the reveal. Yeah. What do you think about the, the ending fight scene? Um, interesting. I guess. Um, interesting. 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 Right. Um, Indeed. Probably could have, should have, would have been better. Um, there are some cringy moments. Yeah. When Juggernaut tries to do his meme. Yeah. On the Juggernaut. You know. Yeah. That that was so popular in. Did you ever see? Have you ever seen the video? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. Oh God, it's 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 hilarious. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but to have Vinnie Jones in his muscle suit actually say it, you're like, oh, oh, yeah. Like I think we laughed at the time, but then looking back, I'm like, oh, that was a little cringe. so cringe. Um, but I mean, Storm, Storm's pretty badass in yeah. it. Um, I, I, Beast is awesome in it. Yeah, you know, like he's doing like his flips. And one of my favorite scenes is, is it, there's, there's actually a fair amount of good in this movie. Yeah, when. Wolverine's like, I thought you were a diplomat, and they're fighting, and he's like, as Winston Churchill's the one said, there comes a time where, and he's like, oh, you get the point. <laughs> it's it's a great scene. Yeah, like, it, there's some great moments in this movie, unfortunately, and it's just the problem with this movie is too much. This is yes. a perfect example of too. This is the Spider-Man three of the X-Men movies. It is too, 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 too much. Yeah, they should have just picked one and and rolled with it. Yeah. But obviously, at the end, we find out that, you know, Rogue's taking the cure because she's not present at all. I would have loved to see Rogue during that fight, just yeah. like randomly like grabbing people and, and taking their powers and then, you know, like back and forth. That would have been yeah. really cool. But um, Magneto is hit with the cure, but you find out he still has a little bit of his powers left. Yep. Um, let's see, what else? 
Jean Gene dies. Jean's dead again. Again, so sad. Um, but um, Magneto's human. Magneto's human, kinda. Yeah. Storm is the new headmistress of Xavier's academy. Yep. And post credit scene. Post-credit scene. So earlier in the film, you see Moira McTaggart, who we get introduced to in the later movies as a CIA agent, not a mm-hmm. scientist. She is expressing that she has a comatose patient that has no brain function. Like it's literally just a yeah. body that's just alive. Um, and Xavier brings up the ethical question about what if I was to take the consciousness from another person who, you know, a father of four, broken legs or something, paralyzed forever, and put him into this body? Yeah. You know what? What's where are the ethics there? I would love to take a class on mutant ethics. Yeah, it's, it's in, again interesting concept. I would have loved to see. I'd watch a movie about that. Like in all honesty, <laughs> but um, you know, it'd be really fun. I would love. I I know they've done a lot of X Men TV shows. I would love like a, like a Criminal Minds type thing. Yeah, with it with like a procedural. That'd be fun, and the X Men have to deal with it. Yeah, that'd be fun actually. But um. In this post-credit scene, this patient wakes up and with Charles Xavier's voice, you know, says hello, Moira. And yeah. she's like, ah. So he's <laughs> he's alive too. And that is that is the ex- last stand. Oh, the last stand on my nerves, man. Uh, amen to that. All right. Star City rating for X the last the last stand. Um <laughs> I'm going to give it a two. I am right there with you. Because at first I was going to say two five, but I was like, yeah. that's an average movie. Yeah. I was like, I was like two, two five. Then I was like, well, two five is middle of the road. This is not middle of the road. This is slightly lower. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah. So again, we, we I think we've, we've kind of beat in the ground. There are some great moments in this movie, but as a whole, it is a mess, a hot, Hot mess of garbage, steaming pile of stuff. And the problem with the problem with movies in general, superhero movies specifically, they introduce all these great characters who only last for one movie. Yeah, like that's the one thing DC might do better than Marvel. They they don't kill their villains. Yeah, because they, they, they want to keep them around. And I think that's actually a better idea. Yes. So you had like Juggernaut's incapacitated because he hits his head. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they keep Magneto, but like a lot of those other characters, they they die. Yeah. You know, Psylocke dies, and then replaced by Olivia Munn, which is so worth it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have a 45-minute discussion on her comic-accurate costume in her next episode. <laughs> oh, she, Not she, surprised. Well, apparently, they had to slather her in KY Jelly just to get that on. Oh. I There are no videos I checked. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I have such a crush on her. She's gorgeous. Yeah. And she's such a nerd, which makes it even better. Yeah. So, this movie is just such a, such a mess. I, I really, I expected better. Yes. So, we're not going to spend too much time on these two movies just because they're just, one's, one's worse than The Last Stand and one's slightly better. <laughs> so. Curious to see what you're thinking is worse. Really? You, you don't, okay. <laughs> so, I did, well, I meant like, I don't know. So they had a prequel. So like we've said, whenever a movie franchise is successful, they want more. Yes. They want spin-offs, they want sequels, they want a franchise basically. They want their cinematic universe. And X-Men was kind of the first one to dabble with this. Yes. You know, and you could definitely tell X-Men and they did, did a great job. Ugh. X-Men <laughs> did not have a plan. Yeah. 
the MCU started off with a plan, and that was their that was their benefits. Yeah, they started off with really they just wanted to get to Avengers. Yeah, and instead of just making an Avengers movie, they they took their time. X Men was planning as it went. Yeah, not always practical. So there were originally going to be a bunch of spinoff movies. They wanted to do a Wolverine movie, which we're going to talk about, and they wanted to do uh, a Magneto one. Yes. So they started off with. X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Best movie ever. Oh, God, I hate you so much. Like, you literally, you just try and hurt me at this point. So here are my thoughts on this kind of movie. And when we talk about Joe... Reynolds was amazing. When he, when he did his quips, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, no. But anyway. My problem with movies and, and even stories like this is I don't want to know. Part of what gives that character so much like that cool factor is you don't know. Yeah. I don't need to know that Wolverine was in love and Sabretooth killed her. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, watch out, Jimmy's coming. Yeah. Jimmy? Martha. Why would you say that name? <laughs> but it's the same one because we were originally going to do uh, Joker to the, in today's episode, but we're going to save that for uh, another episode because we want to do a whole big thing on it. But yeah. Joker's another example. I don't need to know. Like look at look at the original Michael Keaton Batman. They yeah. don't explain how he learned to be Batman. Finally, yeah. <laughs> or Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, and you know Civil War. He just they don't they just mention I got bit by a spider. Six, yeah, six months. That's ago. it. That's all you need. They don't even mention Uncle Ben. Yeah, thank God. Hey, I like. Uncle well, ben. I like Uncle Ben, but it's the whole Martha thing. Why would you say that name? <laughs> but anyway, we're gonna rewatch Batman vs Superman before Justice League comes out. Yeah, yeah. So. The problem is you get this backstory, and don't get me wrong, the opening scene of them fighting in a bunch of different wars, really cool. Yes. That, that's really cool, but they retcon uh, Sabretooth. Now he's the, the half-brother, the illegitimate half-brother yeah. of Wolverine. Um, I read the the comic that this was based off of, and it, it's similar, like, you know, young James Howlett, sickly kid, powers manifest, but it, then this is where it divulges. Yeah. But anyway, so the story is... Logan trying to get first he's fighting in wars with Sabretooth. They get recruited by William Stryker and his bands of mutants, which includes we let's see. Will I am as John Wraith. Yep. He sh- he should probably just uh you know not act. I did yeah. like his teleporting though. Yeah. His teleporting had a cool effect. Uh we had Kevin Durand as Fred Duke slash the blob. Uh Dominic Monaghan as Chris Bradley. Bradley, they never actually give him a, co- a cool code name. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Henney as Agent Zero and Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson. Not Deadpool. Not Deadpool. All right. So we'll, let's let's address the Deadpool thing. But there is no Deadpool. They, they do refer to him as Deadpool. In Weapon this. Eleven. They refer to him as both. So Weapon <laughs> Eleven and Deadpool are totally different characters in the comics too. Yeah. I don't have a. If they had just not called him Deadpool, it would have been fine. Because the intro to this Deadpool was was. Relatively fine. Yeah. You know, he, he does his quips. Apparently, everything in the ev- elevator was completely ad-libbed yeah. by Ryan Reynolds. You know, he does his quips. He has his, his fun moments. They should have just left him. They should have just left it alone. You mean you didn't like seeing his mouth? Or lack thereof? His mouth sewn up. They sewed up Deadpool's <laughs> mouth. Like, in what reality were they Why like... Why would you do that? You know, it would be a really cool idea. That's what makes him so relatable, He's though. literally called the Merc with the Mouth. Like, yeah. that's the... That, Oh, God. And they give him Cyclops' heat beams. Yeah. Because now they're heat beams. 
Oh God! Just this whole Hold on. I want to make some popcorn. Okay, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> they did an episode of Smallville where Clark Kent uses it to make toast. Yeah, yeah. So, oh God, the Deadpool thing, and you know, luckily, and when we talk about Deadpool, we'll kind of go into the origins of how that actually ended up happening. Yeah. But because um, Ryan Reynolds definitely didn't release any footage. No. 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 I love. He still goes with that bit too, which is yeah. better. But um, yeah. So. I didn't have a problem with Leo Schreiber as, as Sabretooth. I thought I, he was I actually he a good... Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, you know, he did the best with... He was probably the highlight of it. Yeah. Um. So, we also get Lynn Collins as Kayla Silverfox, and she's the uh, the love interest who gets killed by Sabretooth, getting Wolverine back into action. I like the bone claws. I have no problem yeah, with the bone claws. I do. I do have a problem with the really bad CGI they tried to use for his metal claws. Yeah. So, some things you don't need to spend money on. Yeah, but also like Hugh Jackman said more than once, he's like, "I've cut myself on those things." Like, there, there's a thousand different props that they use for his for his claws. Like, some are rubber, some are actually metal. Like, it depends on what they're doing that yeah. day. So, yeah, yeah. But um, he goes on this mess, this mission to find Sabretooth because he thinks he killed her. Gets the adamantium put into him, and we also get oh, we get Gambit. I don't have a problem with Taylor Kitsch. I actually enjoy him in different Do you roles. you have a problem with uh, the way he was written? I had more of a problem with his effects. Like when he yeah. like he like throws the cards up and then he like serves them to you. Yeah. Like it, was, it was just really weird. Um, I didn't like how he was written for the most part. But I, I think he could have, with the right material, been a better gambit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, I was excited. I was when too. You, when, when you heard gambit... gambit and I was like, yeah. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, no. Well, you know, it's funny because Channing Tatum was tr- was cast as Gambit for a standalone movie. And everybody yeah. was like, oh. But then I remember seeing him in uh, The Second Kingsman. Yeah. And I was like, if he brings that to Gambit, I could see it. Yeah. I mean, I could, for the longest time, he also had the Gambit hair. Yeah. When he did uh, his lip sync battle against his wife, yeah. his ex-wife now. Yeah. Oh, he had the Gambit hair. So, yeah. This, this movie just was... It was messy. The effects were, were really bad. It, it blows all the continuity out of the water. Um, that, like, you know, Cyclops was found from this building after being yeah. saved. By, but he never sees Wolverine. That's the thing. Oh, <laughs> God, rough. Just yeah. just a mess. And and the ending fight scene against Deadpool where he's got the, the diamonds. Yeah. Oh, and the team up with the two of them. And then they, they decapitate him. Yeah. Oh, it's... And, like I said, the effects are really what kills this movie. There's some okay moments in it. Um, and obviously, Hugh Jackman, this is when he got like super ripped to play Wolverine. And you know, the shot of him coming out of the water is still really cool. Yeah. But otherwise, this movie's just just a mess. Blech. Yeah, really bad. I'm going to give it a 1.5. And I've never gone that low. Um, it's funny that you say 1.5. Are you going to say 1? I was thinking 1. Or one five. This movie is saved by Ryan Reynolds. The quips. opening, the opening twenty minutes, <laughs> the opening yep. fifteen twenty minutes are, are actually solid. Yes, and they made me think I was going to see a movie, a very different. Yeah, but um, otherwise, and then Hugh Jackman. You know, he's obviously he's super passionate about Wolverine. He was yeah. big, like like he pushed. It's because of him. Like, well, he's his, super passionate because he made twenty five million in this sh- film. God, he he. He never has to do anything again. And, no. I, and also, it created the friendship between him and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Oh, God. That is the one thing I, I regret most about the Deadpool movies, that they never, never got him to cameo. He never will. 
You know what? That's the only time I would say yes to Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Is yeah, if you could only, make it's got to be in Deadpool. Yeah. And it has it can't be him like watching Logan on TV or something no. silly like that. It's got to. I want to see them fight or something. I just want to see them have coffee. Yeah, <laughs> like I'd be okay with. I'd watch that whole. Scene. Have it's a like beer. The, uh, the how it should have ended with yeah. uh, Batman and Superman. I I I want that. Maybe maybe have a beer while eating some chimichangas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. oh man, that's yeah. just so good. But yeah. um, yeah. So the last one we're gonna talk about really just. Really quick, nothing too crazy, is The Wolverine. Yes. Now, The Wolverine was a smarter way to do it. It wasn't... It's what it should have been. It, it's the, the ramifications of what happens after X-Men The Last Stand. Wolverine has disappeared. Yeah. He's still mourning over Jean Grey. Um, the opening scene is fantastic. The Him and Hiroshima. and or Nagasaki. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nagasaki, excuse me. <laughs> the other thing we bombed. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> oh, too soon. But um, the scene of him catching, like, protecting the guy and getting it, basically a nuke thrown at him. Yeah. Because in the comics, that's happened too. Like, he was brought down to just a skeleton. Yeah. So really, just really cool. But he's, you know, he's he's gotten most of his memories back, and he um, he's living in the woods. He's a hermit. Yes. And he gets recruited by... Uh, Yukio, a mutant with the ability to foresee other people's deaths. Yu-Gi-Oh? Yukio. No, not Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> they did not play any cards. No blue eyes, white dragon in this. But um, Yukio represents a family, uh, the, represents the guy who he saves in the beginning. Yes. Named Ichiro Yashida. I like how in this movie they just refer to everybody by last name for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So the, he goes to Japan to receive a gift from Yashida who's dying. Like an old man dying, he offers him the gift of mortality. Because Wolverine's lived a long time. Unfortunately, he didn't know that in Logan, he was just going to die. Yeah. But also, fun fact Yukio foresees the death of Wolverine in Logan. Yeah. She says, uh, You know, I see you like bleeding and you're holding your heart in your hands. And everybody's like, Well, that's how he technically died. Yeah. So he ends up getting drugged by a, a character named Viper. And you find out again that, uh, of course, Yoshida's the bad guy. He's the silver samurai. And, yeah. and, and he's trying to steal Wolverine's healing ability so he could live. And, of course, he also falls in love with uh, Yoshida's, what is it, granddaughter? Yes. Something like that. Yeah, granddaughter, I think. Mer- Mariko. Yeah. And uh, there's some great scenes in this movie. I, I thoroughly, the bullet train scene is fantastic. Um. He again, Hugh Jackman, like he got so shredded to play this movie. Yeah. Like the, the promotional photos it's just him with no shirt on, he's got the claws out. It's like, dude, like what good for you, man. Yeah. Good for you. Put on those muscles, guy. I know, right? So you know, the movie the movie doesn't really add much to, to Wolverine, but apparently in a deleted scene, he gets a gift from uh I think it's Yukio. It's it's his costume, like it's like yeah. a samurai, like you know, it's like a gift, and it's his mask and the gloves, and we were all like, ah! <laughs> then they cut it out of the film. That would have been fantastic. Yeah, but uh, I'd be okay if when they finally decide to do the X Men in the MCU, if they do some sort of like samurai style for for Wolverine's costume. I yeah. think they can make it work. But That'd be um, pretty cool. Yeah, really, the only thing that this has to do with the the rest of the story is that, um. At the end, he's coming back to the United States because apparently he has a passport. <laughs> and he's approached by Xavier and uh, Magneto. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, then it kind of sets up the uh, the next movie because they talk about um, the Sentinels, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Bolivar Trask and all that. So yeah, it's 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 okay. Yeah. I, I liked it better. I I give it a two point five. Um, I, I'm I, I'll go with the two five. I'm I was thinking a three. Possibly a three, but I, I think I'll be more confident with a two-five average movie. I mean, three thousand times better than the one that came. Actually, technically not the one that came before it, because the one I. But you know what I mean. The origin Wolverine. This is what origin should have been like. Because yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not his origin story, but it should have been. Along the lines of something like this, the way this film was made. Yeah, so in all honesty, for like Origins, it should have been Wolverine just being kidnapped like he was in the comics and being yeah. forced into the Weapons at Weapon X project. But I, we digress. We're done with yes. that movie. That, that, that <laughs> mess of a movie. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. I, I, it's, it's good. It, it, does, it does it for me. Yeah. It, it does its job. It moves the story along. Um which we will continue talking about next time we record and everything. We will? Uh, we will. I'm eventually. Def- I'm definitely going to do the intro music, the uh, animated series. Yes. <laughs> oh. um, but this was a lot of fun, sir. Yeah, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, so uh, if you guys have any questions or comments about any of the movies we talked about, whether it's casting or how bad Origin was, whatever you want to talk about um just send us any of your comments or anything like that and where could they send those to so sir the easiest way is on our facebook page you can find us on the multiverse fancast you can also find our parent website the misfitfaction.com if you want to take our podcast on the go you can listen to us on the following uh different platforms we have obviously the podbean app which is our host site we have apple podcasts we we also have spotify and amazon music slash audible we are currently working on Google Podcasts, and Pandora. Look at us. I know, right? We're getting bigger, maybe. Consistent? (laughs) We're becoming consistently consistent. What? Exactly. I'm confusing you just like this timeline. Oh, God. My brain. (laughs) Uh, But this has been a lot of fun. Um, We look forward to hearing all of your comments and everything about the X-Men movies. As always, I'm Ronnie. And I'm Paul. And we'll be back in a flash. Hopefully. Maybe, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm going to eat this chocolate frog. Bye.